0: your paradigm is about to shift at the intersection of fact and reason you're entering kingston country i'm dan kingston and you're listening to the dan kingston podcast Well, you're being spoon-fed a haystack full of bullshit with this whole Syria-Turkey nonsense when they're saying the conventional wisdom is that Trump is abandoning the Kurds and we're just giving them over to Syria or giving them over to Turkey or giving them over to Russia. By the way, why do we care about Russia anyway? Why do we care about the Middle East Isn't the bad guys China? Don't we need to worry about china now what's this thing about russia are they really a big power i know they have the nuclear weapons and that kind of thing but we got more of them and uh, and, and by the way what else do they have besides oil over there they got oil and nuclear weapons and they're constantly in the news because they're influencing our elections and they just hate us they hate us you know they're communists this kind of thing but why do we care so much i thought the cold war is over I thought there wasn't really uh, any real point to this whole like spread of communism thing. Everybody knows now that communism lost. Capitalism won. And we don't need to be concerned about uh, Putin and, and, and their sphere of influence, which is like minuscule. Let them have it. Let them have it. You know, they don't like ISIS. Do you think anybody over there likes the terrorists? So why do we got to fight the terrorists over in their backyard when they're going to do it themselves? You say, oh, the Kurds, oh, we're giving up the Kurds. We're abandoning the Kurds. You even have this uh, narrative that Trump allowed this to happen. He greenlit it to happen. And you have the Congress, you have the uh, voting to condemn. They're condemning Trump for withdrawing the troops well, that's a bunch of, like I say, a haystack full of bullshit because today a letter came out from the president to Erdogan who's dated October 9th. And this has been confirmed as official, the real deal. And Trump in it is saying this is just days after Erdogan has uh, invaded, okay, to set the context. And he's now going further than anybody thought. And at this time, uh, this is a couple days before October 9th, people are saying, Trump allowed this to happen by removing the 50 troops. If he just let the 50 troops stay, then uh, Turkey well, they definitely wouldn't have done it. You even still have people saying that because they haven't heard the new brainwashed uh, propaganda spin uh, that, that from the deep state, you know, or from whoever the hell it is, is, is wanting to get us in these endless wars. That's saying, oh, no, no, no. uh, Wrong. That's not the the narrative anymore. Now the narrative is just the the president's completely unhinged because we all know Turkey was going to do this. There was no way in stopping Turkey. For months, Erdogan has been threatening to do this. And and this letter dated October 9th just shows that Trump was not greenlighting any Turkey invasion. Quite the opposite. In this letter... Trump threatens to destroy the Turkish economy. He says, I don't want to be responsible for destroying the Turkish economy. This is a letter dated October 9th from Trump to President Erdogan, just days after the incursion. He says, I've already given you a little sample with respect to Pastor Bronson. And he talks about how um, he's worked hard to solve the problems of Turkey. Don't let the world down. And they're just talking about making a great deal and, and talking with the Kurds. And then he ends, I think, strongly. They're saying this makes him look crazy, that he says to Erdogan, history will look upon you favorably if you get this done right and humane. It will look upon you forever as the devil if good things don't happen. So what does this suggest? What do you make of this? Because they're trying to spin it as evidence that Trump's a loony, unhinged, unfit to be president, quite the opposite. What I see is Trump trying to reason with somebody who's turned out to be unreasonable. But in this letter dated October 9th, there's still hope. He uh, maybe had agreed, Trump had agreed to let Erdogan... This, look, I'm playing devil's advocate here. This is a completely independent podcast. I'm not an apologist for anybody. And I want to get to the truth of it. I want to help you see through all the mainstream media lies, the two minute and then commercial break, and they never really get to the what's going on. So I'm going to play devil's advocate for you for a second. Maybe Trump agreed that Erdogan could do a small limited incursion on the border region in order to alleviate some of the concerns he had about this faction, Kurdish faction, that he says are, uh, have you know terrorist influences on their own border. And, and maybe that was agreed upon or frowned upon because it looks like this letter, in this letter, he says, you can make a great deal. General Muslam, which is a Kurdish general, is willing to negotiate with you, and he is willing to make concessions that they would never have made in the past. Okay, so why are they going to make concessions now that they would never have made in the past? Because they got Turkey invading, basically, and they're all out war on their border. Now the Turkish forces are continuing to push in past where originally was talked about and presumably agreed upon. What choice does Trump have but to allow a limited incursion? Is he going to say no? No. uh, It's completely unacceptable for you to make this incursion, and by doing so, create the situation where you're going to have Erdogan come face-to-face with the United States in a conflict. That's what that would lead to. That leads to a conflict. Don't you get it? Don't you get it that if Erdogan is determined to take over Syria, at least— to, to take over the Kurdish-controlled area of Syria. That's what Erdogan's determined to do. Then we can, we're trying, Trump is trying to negotiate and saying, whoa, 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 um, okay? You just take a little bit, fine. We'll look the other way. When you go too far, that's a big deal, okay? It's not a bad negotiating tactic. The problem is that Erdogan, is it like a nazi kind of dictator type uh, hitler person is on another level of crazy erdogan is not somebody who should be in nato turkey should not be in nato they've completely gone over the edge over you know completely overboard But what we have to understand here is the geopolitics in the region. You know, I told you a few episodes back, I was like, look at the map, look at the map, because what you see right there is that Turkey is next to Iran, their natural enemies. Turkey hates Iran. So uh, let them balance each other out. Guess who else uh, hates uh, ISIS? Iran hates ISIS. Bashar al-Assad of Syria hates ISIS. Erdogan of Turkey hates ISIS. Russia hates ISIS. Okay. So, though this talk of oh, like ISIS is going to reform tomorrow, um, you know, that's a total lie. And where were all of these people, by the way, when ISIS was forming the first time? Because it was all in the news. We all knew about it. It, it was months and months of ISIS forming, and nobody cared. Nobody cared. Do you remember this was under Barack Obama? This was Barack Obama's biggest mistake, was allowing ISIS to form in the first place. Okay? So why aren't they going to form again is because you don't have uh, the uh, conditions right now. You don't have a vacuum of power anymore. You have Russia coming in to fill the vacuum of power. That's why we're leaving. You're saying... We can't, we have to stay. We have to, we have to defend the Kurds. We have to, you know, we should feel for the Kurds. And I don't like the president saying the Kurds aren't angels and, and this kind of thing. And for him to make, you know, look, the Kurds do not deserve to be maligned by, by any sense, by any degree, they don't deserve to be maligned. Trump's getting defensive. He's getting defensive over this because the whole lie the whole narrative is a lie. It's a lie. To get us back into the Middle East. Syria's right next to Iran. They want the war with Iran. The axis of evil. Iraq, Iran, North Korea. This is an excuse to put more troops on the border area over there. To get... Into another civil war in order to just, you know, create a military base, to create some more military bases in that part of the region, to counteract Russia. You just don't even think about it anymore. It's like, this is the geopolitics. This is what we do. This is our strategy. This is our, um," you know, and people have the audacity to question whether the President of the United States has the authority to change the foreign policy of the United States. Of course. He's president of the United States. That's what he does. He's elected. So it's the people. The people are controlling the foreign policy. That's better than the institutions that are just monolithic and just do it without thinking. And they, they go on the robotic, uh, you know, uh, constant war, endless war, military bases, Russia bad. There's a new paradigm. And that has nothing to do with uh, our place in the Middle East. It's changing. I'm sorry. For all the people that had a lot of money at stake for us to stay in the Middle East for these endless wars, it's changing now. The, and it's changing very slowly, by the way. We still have troops all the way. It's not like we're bringing the troops home. Yeah, Trump's saying we're bringing the troops home. We're not bringing any troops home. What we're, to, what we're doing is we're preventing another Iraq. We're preventing another Iran. Because if Nancy Pelosi was in charge right now, I guarantee you if the Democrats were in charge, we'd send 50,000 troops right now into Syria. That's a losing strategy. And you have to understand it's the neocons versus you and me. They want the constant endless war for whatever reason. And the sick thing is that they're getting the Democrats to believe in endless war. I mean... You used to have the Democrats. I don't get it. Where's the Barba Lee contingent of the Democrat Party anyway that were fighting against Iraq? There weren't many, but there were a few. Where are they now? If if you're a Democrat listening, because I'm an independent and I have Democrats listening and Republicans listening, let me ask you how did they convince you that this was a good idea um, to send more troops in or that? Uh, We should be in the middle of a Middle Eastern civil war. Is it because of the ISIS thing? They've convinced you ISIS is going to come back? I I thought that the foreign terrorism wasn't a real threat. I thought that it was just the white guys were the threat. Remember? Oh, now, now the terrorists are a threat from Syria. ISIS is a threat now. Look, the 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 people that escape from those camps, they're mostly women and children. Okay, they shouldn't have even been in those refugee camps, anyways. A horrible, horrible situation they're in. Refugee camps or prison camps or I don't know. But they're not telling you that part of it—that they're women and children mostly that were in these camps or the family members of ISIS that escaped. So all of this is shadows and lies, and and in, during the debates, it's just completely—it's just sick. The Democrat debates. Did you watch those last night? Warren getting hit from every side. She was really quite flustered. Elizabeth Warren, you know, couldn't defend Medicare. Sanders was defending Medicare better than she did. A Klobuchar hates Warren, my God. And she was just getting an exchange after exchange with Warren. You'd think that uh, Klobuchar is about to get a hard on going at Warren this hard. Uh, you know, she's going to drop out. Klobuchar well, It's just an embarrassing thing. And, and you, you get the sense that she thinks that she's winning and doing so good. It's, it's an embarrassment. It, it's hard to watch Klobuchar. What do you think? Who likes Klobuchar anyway? Like, who is the Klobuchar contingent that's keeping her in the race? She is, I guess. She's doing it herself. But Yang, um, I thought, actually had some courage. She spoke up uh, against Sanders. They're talking about... Um, it's unrealistic, you know, these Sanders these proposals. And it, it looked to me like a battle of the populists, which Americans want a populist president. You look at all of our presidents, really, are populists. Uh, that's the way that they win. You know, what do you want to grab a beer with the president? The guy or gal you want to grab a beer with is the guy or gal that's going to be president. That's how it works. And it's not Klobuchar. And I don't think it's twitchy boring. And, you know, they're all up there talking about how we need to stay in Syria. Warren says we have to stay in the Middle East longer so we can get out in a smart way. Well, I'd say we're getting up to 20 years is too long. And then you have Gabbard versus Judge, And Buttigieg is saying how we need to stay in, you know, stay in longer. He's agreeing with Warren. Meanwhile, Gabbard speaking the truth, speaking the deep state military industrial complex truth. And for that, Buddha Judge has no real response. He starts turning red. I'm with my wife and we're watching it together. I'm saying, he's blushing. And she's like, my wife's yeah, he's turning red. Buddha Judge turning red. You know, you can't defend it. I know these sound bites say they look good, like, oh, Trump allowed it. I know it feels good emotionally if you're a lefty, a far leftist. Oh, it's Trump's fault. All of it is Trump's fault. Erdogan is a Hitler type. He's a dictator. He's a bad guy. Turkey's a bad guy. They got to get kicked out of NATO. That's not our fault. We didn't cause him. We didn't create that monster. Look, I read you the letter that Trump wrote to er- Erdogan. So you get you get what's going on now. You get what's going on. Blaming Trump for the situation in Syria is not going to fool anyone. Maybe the most uh, insane Trump derangement syndrome left is nutjobs. <laughs> Kingston Country. You've been listening to the Dan Kingston Podcast.